52 episodes, 52 ordinary people, 52 real stories about things that affect overall health. Because there is a lot more that goes into being healthy than food and fitness. Inspiration, support, a new perspective, and knowledge. You'll find that and more here on the HealthAbility Project. Welcome to the HealthAbility Project. I'm Robin McKenna. Being a new mom comes with all sorts of expectations. How you will parent or co-parent, how it will change you, and how you plan to get along with the other new moms in your new mom group. Along with expectations comes the daily mixed bag of emotions, excitement, joy, fear, confusion, and self-doubt. And let's not forget the surprises being a new mother yields, as in what you thought would happen versus what actually does happen. There are all kinds of books to prepare and guide new moms, but does all that printed advice and instruction really help? And do you actually remember it when in the thick of things? Here to share her story of how being a new mom affected her overall health and well-being is Courtney O'Neill. Courtney is a mom of two young kids, Nora and James. She co-owns an agriculture business with her partner, Mike, and loves running and hiking with her dog, Jake. A registered dietitian for the last eight years, she currently works as a project coordinator for a local food council. Courtney recently opened up her own private practice, Stonehouse Nutrition, which offers virtual nutrition counseling services in Ontario, Canada, with a primary focus on supporting women and mothers with prenatal and postpartum nutrition, gestational diabetes, body image, and food relationships. Stonehouse Nutrition's vision is nourished women and mothers, thriving families, strengthened communities. Thanks so much for joining me today, Courtney. I'm really glad to have you here. Thank you for having me. I'm, I'm also excited and looking forward to this conversation. And so ironically, as, as luck would have it, not only are you a new mom of two young kids, but you just told me last night that they are going through the hand, foot, and mouth virus. Yes, that is right. Um, so first, thank you for being accommodating. And second, <laughs> if, if anybody is a mom or has children in their family in some way, they know how um, difficult it can be to navigate. I want to even say like cold and flu season, but it's a 20 24-7 year-round uh, challenge of constantly, yeah, dealing with sick children. So fortunately, they are totally fine other than a mild fever and some some spots. <laughs> Good. I'm glad to hear that. It sounds awfully painful. Yes. I, the name uh, makes it sound, for, for my children anyways, worse than it is. But it's one of these terms that you kind of these things that you dread because you hear it going through daycares and other people that you know. So you kind of hold your breath like every other virus that you hope you're not going to get it. But unfortunately, we were not so lucky with that. Mm. So Courtney, you have two toddlers? Yes. Nora is three and James is one. Okay. Okay. 
And so Nora arrived and she was about seven months old and you had all these grandiose plans of play dates and new mom groups and then COVID struck and we all went into lockdown. How did that affect you and how did you get through it? And how do you in general navigate being a new mom as a full-time employed person and running your own business? Yeah, that's um, a few loaded questions there for sure. Um, so when when COVID hit, it definitely threw a wrench in what was a great uh, maternity leave. And for a few reasons. So one, I lived in a rural community with my partner and I was newer to that community. So as we get older, it becomes a little bit harder to meet friends, kids or no kids. Uh, and so having Nora was kind of like this easy ticket to join groups and connect with those other moms. And I was doing that, which was really, really fun, especially when you are in a rural community. You don't have neighbors right beside you to uh, connect with. So yeah, we were starting to do the little play dates outside of our groups and walking dates. So I felt like things were falling into place. And when COVID hit, obviously everyone is navigating this new world, but at the same time, not having those strong bonds at that time with the other moms, you know, you were kind of like, oh, okay, we're back at square one in terms of that support system that you have. So I felt a little bit of grief initially and a little bit of like, oh, why? Which sounds so superficial in how serious COVID was. Um, but at the time when you're a new mom and newer to a community, you are holding on to those friendships and those social outings because it's often just you and the baby. So I, I certainly, uh, I'm very good at pivoting. Uh, so, you know, I put Nora in the hiking pack and we'd hike up and down our country road every day. But it, it certainly changed, I think, the trajectory of what, you know, maternity leave was or could have looked like. And so um, fortunately, I have a good support system outside of that. But at the same time, yeah, certainly some grief and like missing out on building those friendships that, you know, we see in the news often of like your mom friends or things like that. So I had a picture in my head and it ended up looking quite a bit different. And I think another piece is that when I had my second child, we had moved to a new newer community uh, because we bought our business. And so it was still COVID and I knew no wow. one in this community. And so it was almost like I was going through this process again and also had nobody around. Um, and so a part of me is a big part of me is still navigating like what it means to have like mom friends. When you moved to the new community after you purchased the business and you're now set back to zero as far as having to establish new connections socially, was part of you, I guess, maybe at peace because you had gone through it before being a new mom in the first community and then being forced into isolation or were you more panicky than calm about it? I would say definitely at peace is what resonates with me more when you share those kind of that that spectrum. I would say maybe a little bit at peace because I've been through it and more so that I have such strong relationships in my life 
uh, that don't revolve around children. So, you know, I have my core friends that I've been friends with since grade seven. Um, so like 20 some years ago. Yeah. And friends, you know, across Ontario, across Canada that I've made through school, um, most of them not having children. So that is something that I'm fortunate to have. And it's, it's more that it's like, oh, I still don't have that place to talk about the kids stuff as much which has been more of the hard part, but um, yeah, definitely a little bit more at peace. Cause I was like, okay, here we go again. Plus I have a toddler. So you're quite busy, but I, I would say that that's a little bit of part of the problem is you are so busy, whether it's, it is just one kid or two that you're so hyper-focused on them sometimes that it takes a few months or maybe a few years to be like, Oh, like where's my little connection and support system. So yeah, James is about one and a half now. And I, I'm, I'm kind of saying like, oh, I need that, that mom group or I need that friend group closer to home for that support and for that fun as well. Right, right. It's interesting, you, just to back up for a minute, you talk about the relationships that you've had since you were a young person. And obviously, I think for most of us, the saving grace, one of the few saving graces of pandemic was technology and that while you were challenged with finding connections with new moms, you had this this connection that really was your self-care and that you could reach out to a friend you've known since college and just kind of unload. And you knew that you had a good listener on your side, even if they weren't familiar with being a, a parent. That must have been such a relief to you. Absolutely. And I... You know, sometimes maybe I almost like take it for granted a little bit because I do know that, you know, this large group, multiple groups of friends that I have, I can just connect with and pick up the phone and message them. And I would say that all of my friends, you know, have kind of taken on my children because most of them don't have kids and have shown such a great interest that like I am able to like share that piece of my life as well. And also that like it allowed me to kind of put that aside and focus on other other things. So, yeah, no, it, it definitely is something I'm very grateful for to continue to nurture those relationships as we get older and finding the time to do so, which can be really hard as a mom sometimes. Yeah, yeah. When you and I spoke a couple of weeks back, you mentioned that uh, you have a little bit of a different approach to parenting or or being a new mom. And it, it wasn't that you read any of these books. You kind of apply the, I don't know, maybe it's common sense, practicality. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah, I, I think I, I got some great advice from one of my friends who's a mom. And she said, read one book and one book only about parenting. She said, I don't care what it is, but one book. And so that's what I did. So I felt like childbirth was something that I was wanting to understand more. So that is the one book I read about having a child. And that's all I've done. And so obviously, because of my background as a dietitian, I felt comfortable around, you know, the food piece and things like that, which oftentimes can be a little bit more fearful or scary or a little bit more foreign for parents. So I think that was an advantage for me. But I think I know deep inside, I've always wanted to be a mom. That is just like, I've known from a young age, I've always played with dolls. I love any of my children, any of my friends who have kids, I love playing with them. So when I had Nora initially, it was like, 
oh, this is what I'm, this is my role. This is what I meant to do that. It felt like I didn't, I didn't need to seek out any extra information because it was, it felt very um, innate, like intuitive. And I also attribute that to a great partner who is very much, I don't know if it's the farming background, but when you, (laughs) (laughs) there's definitely always some connections there and, you know, just really trusting your instincts. And that's really something that I've leaned into. And parenting for me has not been as stressful or as overwhelming as it has been for other people I know or what we hear as, you know, out in the media. And I I think I just take a really, I don't know, balanced or kind Mm -hmm. of let's see how it goes approach. And I'm not going to say that's 100% of the time. I would say that's about 90%. And to me, parenting is so fun. And what, what I find most challenging is how to fit parenting into the in wider society. So how does, how do you be this great parent, but also be a professional Mm. or keep those social connections? So, you know, parenting, if we just like cut it out and it was like its own puzzle piece to me, that, that just feels like that's who I am. I can do that. But when I have to keep all these other pieces, so like business ownership, full-time professional, that's what makes it a little bit messier and harder to navigate. What do you do to manage that or balance it or make sure your your peace of mind or your physical health are are okay? Yeah, I definitely have a few tools in my toolbox. Um, <laughs> so as you mentioned, because I noted to you that I love being active, that is a big tool in my toolbox. And that relationship has also changed. And so there's not always as much time as you would like around physical activity, mm-hmm. but um, having a self-care routine in the morning is really important to me. I love early mornings, 4.30, 5 a.m. That's my time where there's no children. <laughs> so I get to move my body in a way that feels good, getting ready in the morning. So definitely I need that time in the morning or I do feel like my day feels off in some way, getting fresh air every day is really important. Mm. So that can be with children, not without children, but um, fresh air is really, really important as well. Mm -hmm. Um, Eating well, and that looks different for everyone, but having balanced meals, you know, we're fortunate to have access to food and that isn't a challenge for us, but um, sitting down and eating meals together is something that I really value and really enjoy. And then I think the other thing is counseling. And so I am, if anyone, any of my friends are listening or anyone knows me, I, I'm always I'm always an advocate of going for counseling. So if anyone ever has a challenge, I was like, have you considered going to counseling before? Mm-hmm. Um, but when Nora, it was right around the pandemic, actually. And when the pandemic started and I was starting a new role. So my, my maternity leave was cut short. And it was when this flood of like, how do I still be this mom that I love being and also go, you know, be a professional again, which, you know, getting to be a dietitian has been a little bit of a long road and challenging for me. And so it was just like this clash of like someone I just love being and can do it so easily versus this rule that it is a lot harder. And there's some perfectionism in there. And so it was just like, wow, I need to talk it out. Um, So yeah, that's three years that I've been working with a counselor and it's been the best thing. 
Did you feel that you were at a point that you might have to make a choice between the two? You know, when you talk about being so comfortable in the one role and then having this other role that you were going to have to get your head around and, and really more intentionally show up for rather mm. than naturally. No, I don't ever feel like I I had to choose between the two because I always knew that I wanted to be some type of professional or have some type of job because I also love working. But it was almost, for me, it was like an opportunity to reflect in like, is this the role I want to have though? Mm. Is this the job that is fulfilling? Mm. And, you know, over the last three years and since having Nora, I would say that's become even less clear in a way because I am, I, I'm in this project coordinator role before I've opened my own private practice. And I, I am still trying to figure out what fills up my cup the same way being a parent does mm -hmm. and, you know, knowing that that's okay. And so it's almost given me permission to say like, Hey, I don't need to stay on this trajectory of this job that I was on. I can explore these other things because you know, I deserve to feel that sense of um, contentment and happiness uh, the same way I do as a parent. And yeah, I'm trying to lead into that. It's not always as easy, but uh, it's interesting. Parenthood for me, it feels easier to fumble and it feels, it feels easier to quote unquote, make mistakes or not be perfect versus in our professionally, it feels harder to do that. And so I, I'm, I don't know. I'm just obviously, I give myself a little bit more grace as a parent to know that I don't need to show up. I can show up imperfectly and it's still adequate. That's a really interesting concept, uh, showing up imperfectly. It's, it's funny. I think most people would probably feel the opposite where they feel that they have to be absolutely perfect as a parent. And, you know, the professional career can be a little, a little less so. So that's, that's interesting that you, that you view it that way. I like that. I think that's great for, for listeners take note, you know, and it is, I think the more and more we, we talk about so many different things out there, it's about giving yourself permission to not be so hard on yourself with anything really and to forgive yourself and to allow these honest conversations to take place and that they'll be a little different every day. You might feel differently on a day-to-day -day basis and that's okay. Absolutely. And you, you, when you were just saying that, something that popped up for me, especially I'm reflecting on today because I had my children at home today, I wasn't working, <laughs> is that being a parent for me with toddlers is that it, it really has taught me to, you know, communication skills, obviously, but recognizing that, you know, we make mistakes. It's important to apologize because obviously we're trying to show that to our children. And being a mom has made me a better person because you just, you have to accept that, oh yes, you're right. I'm sorry. I did make that mistake to your, your kid or whatnot. And I feel like that was harder for me growing up from a professional or academic standpoint. And so I just, I feel for me again, this is my own experience. I feel like I am a better person going into the work world because I am a mom first. That's really nice and empowering too, in some way, right? Yeah. It, Cause knowing that, that you just, you know, you as a person are enough. And I think when I talk to friends or like local mom groups that often moms are a part of in their communities on social media and things like that, 
there is this underlying theme from moms most of the time that, you know, they're not enough or they're struggling. And, you know, I felt that professionally, but as a mom, rarely have I felt that, Mm -hmm. that feeling. And yeah, it's, it's so comforting to know for me that um, I do feel enough when I, when I wake up every morning. So Stonehouse Nutrition, the vision that you've created, nursed women and mothers, thriving families, strengthened communities. I'm guessing that the nursed women and mothers and thriving families is really born out of your own experience and what you have had so far and what you would like to see for other women and other mothers. How does that feel when you're working with someone and you get to see a little bit of progress or you know, some triumph for an individual who has sought you out for support and guidance? Hmm. It's so validating to know that what, what has been like deep inside of me for a while is, you know, there is a need, not just for me, but there is a need for this work and supporting moms to be birthing people to, you know, ensure that they are nourished, that they are able to take care of themselves so they can feel better once they have a baby. And you're right, it did stem from my own experience. And I would say even before having children, um, I do have a history of an eating disorder and have worked, you know, for a very long time on building my relationship with my body and with food. And once I had Nora, something for me just clicked. And it was like, my body is the way it is and it needs to be, be you know, cause I, I I've had a child and it was, yeah, it was this profound shift. And I would say also just letting go of that perfectionism piece. And it, it has been a long journey for me, but in that moment and through this change, it was that I know other moms deserve this sense of freedom as well within their body um, with food and primarily right now in my role, I'm working with moms who have young children who are struggling with their relationship with their body because it's changed, you know, understanding what food makes them feel good. And it's complicated because we come from, you know, we live in a society that is very body focused. There's a thin ideal. And nine times out of 10, we've grown up with a mom who has been Um, unfortunately, you know, has been a chronic dieter. And so most of the moms I work with want to undo that and don't want to um, have those behaviors for their children. And I resonate with that so much. And so I feel like the, the little piece of work that I do with them is profoundly important, not only for them, but how their children understand food. Wow. That's really interesting. And you know, you, you say journey, but it is, it's, it's also a process and any change is a process. And most, most changes are an elongated process. And it's, it's interesting that, you know, your turning point was the birth of your daughter uh, that kind of allowed you to be okay with body image and more comfortable in that whole space and, and more accepting of your relationship with food and, and maybe how you had to change it to make it really work for you. So it's, it's fabulous that you're helping other moms and other women get to that same place that you're at now. Yeah, yeah, definitely. One of the moms I was working with last week, like the term food neutrality. And so just 
she really wants to work towards just making food neutral so that certain foods don't feel like they have so much control over her. Mm -hmm. And what, what I see every single time is that there is a divide or this, this pull between what do we feed our children versus what do we feed ourselves? And I just feel that if we can provide supports to mom or parents or caregivers, whoever is feeding children, if we can focus on their relationship with food first, I know because I've seen it, it makes it so much easier to feed the family. And oftentimes we jump to first how to feed our children. And I, I kind of take a little bit of the like the deep roots approach and kind of do that background work first. And also I would guess a holistic approach. You know, why why can't you all have to a certain degree have the same meal? Why does it have to be four different meals? Um the whole food thing is another conversation in and of itself. It's, I often think to myself, we are at a point in society where we really don't enjoy it. And we look at it very negatively and it's, it's about restriction. And I don't understand how we got away from eating whole foods and enjoying them and just fueling ourselves in the right way. But that will be a conversation for another time. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think to that point, though, it's important because we are talking about motherhood as a whole and the decision fatigue that moms face in terms of how to feed their family. And, you know, what type of food are you buying? Is it too processed? Is it organic? Um, you know, I feel like I can lean on my background as a dietitian. Um, my partner growing up in agriculture, I've had a lot of exposure uh, working for the food council that I feel like I have a lot of this foundational knowledge that I, I can do that critical thinking versus if someone doesn't have that background, right. it's so much more complicated. And that makes feeding our families really challenging or feeding ourselves. And so uh, I do empathize with moms or caregivers trying to make those decisions. That's really, you know, now that you say that, the fact that you've been able to pull in all of these different facets and, and roll it up into being able to help new moms adjust to being new moms. And, and food is at the root of everything, right? So kudos to you. What, what a great idea. <laughs> what a great concept. Thank you. Well, it has been really great. This has been a great conversation. I think we could talk a lot longer on so many different things, but maybe I'll have to have you back on another episode. I'd love that. I, I do like talking about anything food related. So <laughs> count me in. <laughs> you and I both. Yes. So thanks again, Courtney. Really appreciate you being on today. And thanks to our listeners. I hope that you enjoyed today's episode. And if you do, please like us, share us, tell your friends about us. And if you have any questions, comments, or suggestions, please email us at thehealthabilityproject at gmail.com. Thanks for joining us today at the HealthAbility Project. We'd love to hear from you, so please email us your questions, comments, or suggestions, including future guests, to thehealthabilityproject at gmail.com. And please like us, subscribe, and share us with your friends.